the last few sermons I've preached, the series, I'm just trying to go back to the old school, Brother Johnson, and try to strengthen our faith, and try to remind us, uh, Brother Jay, of where we are, and why we're here, and what is our purpose, uh, Brother Spence, as Christians. Uh, we need to remember what we are called to be and what we are called to do. And I want to talk about something, you know, that sustains us today, that sustains us. The Bible says that great writer uh, Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, we'll commence with verse 13 and terminate with verse 17. I'm reading from the King James Version. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren. Paul says he wants you to know something. That oft times I purposed to come to you. I wanted to come to you. But was led hitherto. That I might have some fruit among you also. Even as among other Gentiles. Turn to somebody and tell them there is an expectation of us. Paul says, I am, Sister Linda, he says, I am better both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, the foreigners, both to wise and to unwise. He's saying I have a responsibility to them. Watch this. So as much as is in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Turn to somebody and ask them, what's inside you? Come on, ask the person on the other side, what's inside you? You do know the only thing that can come out of you is that which is in you. Anybody in here ever slipped and cussed before? You ain't got to say man, but anybody ever slipped and said something and they said, oh, I'm sorry that slipped? Well, the only way it slipped, Sister Clara, is because it was inside you. Y'all gonna help me here? He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power, the dunamis of God unto salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. He says, for therein, is the righteousness of God revealed how? From faith to faith, as it is written, the just, not the cussers, the just, thank you, not the fighters, the just, not the sinners. He says, but the just shall live by not their mother's word, not their father's word, but they shall live by faith. You may be seated in the presence of Almighty God. I want to talk to you from the subject this morning, which Brother Johnson springs from my heart of a sermon that Brother uh, that great Dr. Eugene Lawton preached way back in 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 '98, I believe it was. And his sermon title was, The Just Shall Live by Faith. But today I want to suggest to you that we have a faith to fight our fears. Faith to fight our fears. 
The book of Romans is considered by many scholars and theologians to be Paul's greatest work. In this book, Brother Jay, Paul records the most systematic presentation of the doctrine, Jalen, in the Bible. Paul wrote this book somewhere between A.D. 57 and 58, near the end of his third missionary journey. Acts chapter 8, verse 23, uh, also Acts chapter 21 and verse number 14. He was writing this letter, Bishop Johnson, to Christians in the great capital city of Rome. The apostle was intelligent, Brother Johnson. He articulated and he committed, he was committed to his calling. Like a skilled lawyer, Sister Pat, uh, he presented the case of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. With the anticipation to visit Rome, Sister Stephanie, uh, this letter serves as an introduction of him and what he believed about the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm just praying this morning that after we are reminded of this great faith, that many of us will leave here today with a greater and a more encouraged faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The spotlight of exegetical consideration is in Romans chapter 1, and particularly verse 16 and 17. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God. Where is it? It's in the gospel. The righteousness of God. What is the righteousness of God? In very layman terms, the righteousness of God is the very standard of God. You want to know how God wants you to live as a wife? Then you need to get in the gospel. You want to know how God wants you to live as a husband? The standard is found in the gospel. You want to know how God calls his preacher to preach the word? The answer is in the gospel. You want to know how he called elders to shepherd the flock? He gives and reveals that through the gospel. The righteousness of God is found in the gospel. You want to live like God, act like God, talk like God, please God, you got to get in the gospel. He says in Hebrews 11, in verse number 6, Bishop passed over this a little bit in our teaching this morning. But without faith, is impossible to please him. Y'all was with me this morning? The Bible says for he that cometh to him uh, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What are you saying, God? I'm saying that if you put your mind on me, if you allow me to be the first priority in your life, if you seek to please me, then I will give you a blessing that your heart won't be able to receive. These two verses that I just quoted to you are the theme of the book of Romans, declaring the unshakable fact that any Christian or that every Christian cannot live without faith. Am I right about it? Faith is confidence in God that leads to obedience in God. True faith 
is based on what God says and it is demonstrated in what we do. Am I right about it? I think I said something. Am I close to being right, church? I said true faith is demonstrated. It's, it's, it, true faith is seen in what God says. It's based in what God says and it's demonstrated in what we do. You see, people with faith do things for God and for God alone. Am I right about it? God does things for them and faith is not a luxury church. It is a cardinal rule. Am I right about it? See, faith, you don't approach faith like you approach your favorite buffet restaurant. You know how you do at the buffet, don't you? You pick one thing and skip over two. But when it comes to faith, it is not It is not a luxury. It is a cardinal necessity. Am I right about it? It takes faith in order for the sinner man to come to God. Am I right about it? Because you gotta turn your back on what you formerly thought was sustaining you. You gotta turn your back on your family and your friends. You gotta turn your back on your education and your career. The only thing that will sustain us in the end is faith in, oh, I wish I had some help here, faith in Almighty God. Am I right about it? The Bible said in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. It is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence or reality of things not seen. So, meaning below, stands its position. Every position of a child of God ought to be standing on faith. What you believe ought to be based on faith. How you live ought to be based on faith. What you preach ought to be based on faith. What you teach ought to be based on faith. How you carry your family ought to be based on faith. How you act on your job ought to be based on faith. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> Brian, can I tell you that faith does many things? I know right about it. Can I tell you that faith believes the unbelievable? Sierra, faith reaches the unreachable. Faith for the unthinkable. You ever get tired of sitting around so-called Christians and every every time you bring up a, a spiritual idea that will challenge their faith, cause them to live better, the first thing people say, well, you know that's just how I am. I'm not used to doing that, honey. You need to understand that faith acts for the unthinkable. Faith looks for the explicable. Faith hopes for the impossible. Faith lives for the incredible. Faith prepares for the unexplainable. Am I talking to anybody in here? You gotta have true faith if you wanna exist as a child of God. Yes, you need. Yes, you need the faith, not a faith. You need the faith that will help you face all of your fears. Am I right about it? I said you need the faith. That will help you face all of your fears. 
in this sinful world. I met with uh, Mia and her mom and dad just a few days ago, lying in a bedroom for surgery. I walked in, and the first thing I did, Mia, don't you remember, I looked you in your eyes, and I told you, you all right, because she abides in Christ. Am I right about it? Listen now, you gotta come to a point, and faith will get you to this point, that man may hurt my body, but when I'm in Christ, he cannot take away my soul. Am I right about it? I tell the folk everywhere I go when I preach funerals, if you are to close your eyes in death you sleep, death is not a problem to the child of God. It is a promotion. I wish I had some help. Death is not a problem. It's a promotion. It's when you're going to get your mansion, your robe, and your crown. So you better have some faith because mama will let you down. I've lived long enough to know that your spouse will let you down. I've lived long enough to know that church leaders will let you down. I've lived long enough. You will serve a job for years. They'll give you a pink slip like you ain't nobody. But when you got faith, faith sees the unthinkable. And it gives you the unexplicable. Oh yeah, some folk are living on mama's word. Some folk are living on what daddy said. Some folk are living on even preachers are preaching what my professor said. I don't want to know what your professor said if it wasn't based on faith. I wish I had some help in here. So my girl, my girlfriend told me. Your girlfriend can't keep a man. How she going to tell you to keep one? Oprah Winfrey said, Lord, have mercy. The Bible said the just, <laughs> I feel some help coming. <laughs> Y'all got me up here late. I'm not trying to keep you long, but I'm sure going to be strong. Am I right about it? <laughs> Somebody somewhere better understand, Sister Alice, that the just shall live by faith. So when Mia left us, she went into that surgical unit by faith. She closed her eyes by faith. Brian and Stephanie and I sat in the waiting room by faith. Wasn't listening for no bad report, Jay. We were sitting by faith. We weren't there biting our nails. We weren't there talking about we hope, wish, and pray. We casually talked because we knew she was in the hands of a faithful God. And when you are faithful, God will be there for I wish I had some help. He will be, I wish I had some help. He will be there for you. Am I close to being right, church? Am I close to being right? I got a close here. I got a long way to go, but I stop by and I stand flat-footed to tell you that there is no assurance or contentment without faith. I said there is no assurance without faith. There is no life. Life has no meaning without faith. Prayer has no purpose without faith. A song loses its melodious power without faith. Worship is empty and a waste of time without faith. The church would be dead without faith. God cannot be pleased without faith. Am I right about it? You gotta have, turn to somebody and ask to be your half faith. 
going to close in a minute. I ain't got much time to watch this church. Watch this. Without faith. Listen to me, please. Please listen to me. How can you go to a bank account that you have not put money in and expect to get a withdrawal? How can you go to a refrigerator or a freezer looking for food and you ain't put no food in there? Oh, Jesus. Listen, listen. Without faith, there are no spiritual blessings. And if you're going to live as a Christian, you've got to have. Listen to me now. You can't have my faith. You can't have Brother Johnson's faith. You can't have Brother Spence's faith. You can't have Mama Margaret's faith. If you're going to live, you're going to have to have the faith. You see, Fabian, faith is essential to every act. Brother Jay, pleasing to God. And the blessings we receive from him are all through and by faith. Church, can I show you the benefits of faith? And I'm, I'm going to take my seat. Can I show you the benefits of faith? The remission of sin, the blotting out, the removal, the forgiveness of sin, Bishop Johnson, is all by faith. Acts 10, verse 43. Romans 3 and verse 25. So that justification with God comes through faith. You know what that means, don't you? Jalen, although we were so enough dead wrong, we are made right. That's all justification means, Brian. We are made right. Even when we were wrong, by the love of God and the shedding of Jesus' blood, we are justified. And it's done through faith. Romans 3 and verse number 28. Salvation is offered on the grounds of faith. I'm trying to tell you what faith will do. Mark 16 and verse number 16. Becoming a child of God is through faith. Galatians 3 verse 26. Y'all know this. Y'all know the text. And verse 27. Prayers. Oh my God. Where will we be without prayer? Uh, Mark, I believe we would be insane if we didn't have the blessings and the privilege of prayer. Because you know what I've discovered, Sister Claire? You know what I discovered, Brother Pew? That I thought I could talk to certain people about my troubles, but then I ran into it out in the street. Anybody sitting in here that thought they could talk to somebody about their troubles, about their cares, about their fumbles, about their falls, about their mis um, bad, bad choices and, and things, sinful behavior, and you thought you had somebody you could talk to only to find out and discover that they, number one, was only listening so they could tell it to somebody else. And now they didn't even have an answer for you. Normally, Jay, they won't call you back. They give you a reason why they don't call you back. I got busy. I got tired up. I got this. But honey, when they want to know something, they will blow your phone up. Yeah. And you know what I discovered, Mama Margaret? That they ain't about no shame in their game. They normally won't call you back. But when they want to know your business, they blowing your phone up. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. That's right. I'm here to tell you, church, that prayers are answered based on faith. I'm closing. 
Watch this, I, and I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to close because I'll bring it back next week. But watch this. We need to understand prayers are answered based on faith. James chapter 1 and verse number 6. None of the aforementioned verses says nor teach that a man is saved. Watch this now. Get this. And I'm going to close on this note. Nothing I said suggests to you, no scriptures I quoted suggest to you that man is saved by faith only. The text says, the just shall live by faith. Brother Johnson, this is actually a quotation from Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. He says, behold his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. This expression is found three times in the New Testament. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 11. And also Hebrews 10 and verse number 38. Can I remind you as I go to my seat that he made us. Fabian, I said he made us just. Uh, how good. How good is God. Justification is a legal term. Meaning that when a man obeys the gospel. Y'all gonna help me close, aren't you? He is born again to be justified. And this is why you ought to be faithful to church. This ought to cause you to have a love affair with God. To be justified means that he enters into, watch this, a new covenant relationship with God. A relationship of love. Y'all gonna help me close? It's a relationship of confidence. It's a relationship, we talked about that this morning. It's a relationship of friendship. Am I right about it? Instead of a distance, enmity, or a guest and fearful relationship. The just are the righteous, the redeemed of the Lord. Y'all ought to know when somebody bragging on you. I said the just are the righteous and the redeemed of the Lord. Uh, if, if you knew what I was saying, you would look at somebody and tell them I am somebody in Christ. And right about it. Somebody sitting here today have had parents to tell you you'll never be nothing. They may never spoke it from their mouth, but they actually showed you. Some of you sitting here today have had mentors and family members to tell you you ain't nothing and you never will be. Some of you have heard job and, 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 and career uh, institutions reject you because they said you were not qualified. But thanks be to God. Some of us have fallen in love with people only to find out that they didn't love you like you love them and you walked away feeling Jay like you just wasn't enough I'm alright about it but we got a great celebration today Tony because we are the redeemed we've been bought with a price I'm alright about it we are the blood washed people of God church don't get
get it twisted. Faith only will not save anybody. I'm closing now. Martin Luther studied the book of Romans. And Brother Johnson, he came up with this erroneous doctrine. Uh, Martin Luther of the Lutheran Church. He came up with this erroneous doctrine that man is saved by faith only. But he kept on reading the Bible. And he ran into James 2. And verse number 24, which says a man is not justified by faith only rather than accepting the Bible. You know what that uh, Lutheran uh, preacher said? He said that James was a book of straw, which means it was not inspired of God. How many of you know that every man be a liar and God be true? Without faith, love will profit nothing. First Corinthians 13 and 2, the religious rulers believed on Jesus, but they would not confess in him. Listen to the record. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, I'm in John 12 now, I'm closing. Verse 42 and 44, the Bible said, nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess. That sound like Congress, doesn't it? That sound like the Senate. They believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. I come to tell you the faith that saves is the faith that obeys. You can't declare to be a Christian and live like a sinner. Am I right about it? The Bible said they knew that Jesus was real. They knew he was the son of God. They knew he was the great teacher. They knew he was the Messiah. They knew that he was the savior of the world. But because of their humanistic position, they were afraid to use their position in the, in the, in the synagogue. So they refused Christ. It reminds me looking at CNN News, watching this kangaroo court going about John O'Day Trump. And, 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 and when men say they know the truth, maybe he did do it. And if he did do it, ain't nothing wrong with it. I come to tell you, when you know truth, you better obey truth. Because to him that know to do good and do it evil, it is sin. Closing on this note, the question is, what are you living on? What's inside of you? What's driving you every morning to get out of your bed? What's driving you to go to work every day? What's driving you to take care of your children and your family? What's driving you? Here's the most important question. What's driving you? come to the place of God. Are you doing it just out of repetition because this, you know this is where you're supposed to be? Or are you coming by faith? Amen. Now before you answer, I want you to understand one thing. You can say anything out of your mouth, but God is looking at your behavior. Amen. Because true obedience, I mean true faith, shows up in obedience. True faith. Tell this to somebody sitting next to you. True faith, True faith shows, up shows up 
God and the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Church, hold on to the faith because when everything else fails you, I promise you, your faith will sustain you. But it cannot be a faith. It's got to be based on the faith. And if you don't have the faith, Hebrews 11 and 6, it is impossible for you to please God. And that's what it's all about. We're not here today to please leadership. We're not here today to please our friends and family. And let me tell you something, and I hope I'm speaking to your heart in love. We're not here to please your conscience. We're not here to please your conscience. The reason we come to this place is because according to faith, we're called by God to be here. And I'm going to tell you, the only way it gets easy for you coming and coming on time is because of your faith. See, remember, faith is in position so we can please who? God. Bob said, God not slowful concerning his promise. If God was so slowful for some of us, now I want you to get this idea now. I'm done preaching, but I, I just want to teach a little bit. If, 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 get this in your mind. If God was slowful, God now, if he was slowful concerning his promise, let's deal with his sustaining power. If he was slow to give you your next breath, if he was slow to give you your next medicine, many of us are living from paycheck to paycheck. If he was slow and giving us our next piece of money, that's my mama say a piece of money. If he was slow, many of us will be homeless. A true faith, the faith, desires to please God. In church, I'm living every day. Not perfect. But I'm living every day trying to please God. Because that's what it's all about. Stand on your feet. Jesus says, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me. And this is his true invitation. Now the five steps, believe it or not, hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized. Believe it or not, those are really the response to his invitation. That's the response. I know we say that's the five steps to salvation. And you got to do it. But that's really the response to Jesus saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn in me, for I meek lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Okay, now how do I get that rest? You get it by hearing the word of God. 
Mark 12, 29. Believing it, Hebrews 11 and 6. Repenting of your sins, Luke 13, 3 and 5. Confessing Christ, Matthew 10, 32. Verse 33. Then being buried in the water grave of baptism for the remission of sins, Romans 6 and 4. Revelations 2, 10, you are faithful unto death. And then you shall receive that rest. Got it? Got it? Am I close to being right? God bless you. And the joy is going to sing now. This is our invitation song. If you need to be baptized for the remission of your sin, please come down front. We'll ask you one question. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? If you say yes, we're going to take you to a private dressing room, allow you to change in some clothes that's been prepared for you. The water is warm and ready. Heaven is waiting. Luke 15, 7 and 10. To rejoice over one soul that repents and 99 just who needs no repentance. You will become a member of Christ's church. You will then be the redeemed. All of old sins are passed away. And guess what? You got an insurance account. For every other sin you will make, his blood will cover that sin. What better decision can you make in life? If you need prayer, please come as we sing. Please come.